John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show, here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Episode, I don't know why I've said episode, I (laughs) I said I was going to stop saying it, but I've said it anyway. How's things with you? Oh, it's good. Um... I had, well, I had one of those, you know, last episode you talked about your haircut and being British and refusing to kind of complain or whatever. So I, I had... Yeah, the sides have grown out even more now, so... Yeah, well, I, I had another one of those sort of very British kind of things this week where um, where I'm working at the moment, there is a part-time teacher who's, she's only here for, basically she's only on a kind of six months contract. And she's a very nice lady. She's uh, probably, I'd guess, in her early 50s. And I teach science, and she's a science teacher. And the head of the science department is called Mr. Charlesworth. His name's James Charlesworth. But for some reason, she thinks he's called Charles. So she calls him. <laughs> and no, nobody has corrected her. And it, it's awful. That they all laugh oh, when yeah, she's brilliant. not there. No, it's not. It's amazing. So it's amazing. He, he's like, does she think that my name's Charles Charlesworth? <laughs> <laughs> so she keeps saying to like the lab technicians and the other teacher, oh, Charles says this or whatever. And they, they all kind of have a laugh behind her back. <laughs> and nobody dares broach it with her. But I'm a very nice person. So I was sat with her. And there's just the two of us in this room. And we we're talking about an exam. And she says, oh, um... Who did that? Is it is it Charles? And I said, uh, Charles, you mean James? And then she went, <laughs> then she went, oh, no, it wasn't him. It was, and then she said a female teacher's name. And she just didn't realize that I said James. And so, uh, and then I just sat. She thought James was the completely different person. Well, she just kind of went, oh, no, it's, it, it was Joanne. And then just the, the conversation moved on. And I was sat there dying to say, like, oh, it's not. Charles, it's James. Just say James. Um, but I didn't. I just left left it as. And, it, and like six month contract, three months in, we can uh, just see this out. Well, he literally walked in about a minute later, and she went, "Oh, Charles, I need to ask you about something." And I was just oh, oh. No. Yeah. so. It, I mean, if you were her, would you would you want to know now at this point? Um. Well, I just think, like, if she goes for a job interview, she's sat there and they go, well, we've got a reference from the head of science, James. <laughs> I, say, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, I might just put it on a leaving card. <laughs> P.S. Yeah. The head of science is called James Charlesworth. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, if you're competing to, uh, to get a job against her, then you're definitely in the lead if you're calling the head of department the real name. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. How about you? How was this week? Oh yeah, I, I I thought I'd give you an update. Do you remember a few episodes back I was telling you about the uh, the lady at football walking around? Oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So well, a couple of things. One, she, she's Japanese. She doesn't speak English, but 
I'm now paranoid that she's listened to the podcast, understood it, and is shunning me. (laughs) (laughs) She definitely isn't, but I've got that kind of fear now every time I see her. Um, but so both our kids are the same age and uh, since the beginning of May they've gone into the slightly older kids class and there's more kids and stuff and this starts at a later time so but the other day so we got there was the first time they were doing that class and I thought to myself I'm going to get start walking before she she, before she starts walking But, but much to my horror another dad got up and he started not walking around the track he started running around the track (laughs) It's not, a, it's not a husband, so, is it? No, I don't think che- so. Chasing after you with a baseball bat. How <laughs> <laughs> have you been looking at my wife's bottom? <laughs> or she'd been looking at mine, wasn't it? That was what it was. No, uh, so I was. I saw him get up. I thought, oh no, he's. And I saw him running around, and then I was looking at her. It's like a bit of a uh, competition that that no one else in the world knows is happening except for me. <laughs> So I let the guy finish. He, he ran around for quite a long time. Quite fit, actually, that guy. <laughs> and how was his running? Uh, how, yeah, well, that must be in 25 minutes or half an hour. But he was going at some pace, too. No, I, I, that was a joke about you saying he's fit. I was like, oh, that was his, you know, his health. <laughs> oh, right. No, yeah. oh, no, he's a very handsome man. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I let him finish his running, and then as soon as he finished his running, I got up. I don't feel as much competition against him because he's running, but the the walking <laughs> is... He, he's not going to slow down and have a chat with me, I feel. No. So. He might do that thing where he starts just catch up to you and then start jogging slowly backwards as he's chatting to you. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. <laughs> But uh, anyway, if, uh, if if there are any uh, further developments, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on today's show? Uh, well, we've got a packed show. We've got some stand-up comedy from one of the most handsome stand-up comedians probably in the world. Um, and we have uh, the return of School Days. Uh, we have some ads. We have some listener interaction. Well, we've got a whole loads of stuff. Anyway, uh, but of course, first, we've got this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for this episode's news story. Sam, what have you got for us? Well, this story comes from the uh, the treasure trove that is America. <laughs> it says, the, the article starts, The Washington County Sheriff in Oregon says there was nothing unusual about the call. Sure, it was broad daylight, 1.48pm local time, but crime can happen any time. So the frantic call from a house guest about a burglar making loud rustling noises inside the house, specifically from within the locked bathroom, deserved an urgent response. Sergeant Danny DiPietro, a sheriff's spokesman, tells uh, NPR that the man had just gone for a walk with his nephew's dog and when he came back he could see shadows moving back and forth under the bathroom door. Resources were immediately deployed and three seasoned deputies, one with at least 20 years on the force, uh, who was a detective uh, who happened to be in the area, and two canine officers from the Beaverton Police Department, uh, which is about seven miles outside Portland. They surrounded the house and they made made their way inside, guns unholstered, and the whole time they were shouting, Sheriff and police. But the burglar would not come out. He wouldn't say anything, Pietro says. At this point, would you like to hazard a guess at what's um, going on here? Don't know. They've got a squirrel in their bathroom. 
that they kill with shotguns or tear gas? <laughs> Do they tear gas a raccoon? I think the uh, likelihood <laughs> yeah. of the American officers shooting something is high. <laughs> and kill it. Do you say that you think there's a squirrel because it's highly likely that I'm going to use a well-used uh, <laughs> punchline? Yes, I think. <laughs> he's he's chosen this story based on whether there's an animal or not. An animal with an appendage at its back. <laughs> yeah. um, it continues. Instead, I says, uh, the burglar wouldn't say anything. Uh, instead, the banging got louder, like a loud thud, thud, thud on glass. The officer assumed the burglar was trying to escape, um, that he was trying to open a window and jump out and run away. The officer's hearts were pounding, the guns were ready to fire, and they counted down and entered the bathroom. But instead of confronting a suspect, they found a rogue Roomba robot vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Did they shoot it? (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, simply tased. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they said that the Roomba was doing a very thorough job. <laughs> right. uh, uh, the officer said it was just this little round machine slamming against the shower room glass. The uh, the entire group of officers uh, erupted into peals of laughter <laughs> once they had uh, once they had subdued the <laughs> rogue Roomba. Uh, so everyone just started cracking up. It was such a huge relief because it was the kind of situation that could go either way. It could end peacefully or and the police officer trailed off. <laughs> what sort of country do you live in where it could have ended peacefully or they could have just been masses of violence? <laughs> Somebody innocent could have got killed. Just uh... <laughs> The DiPietro, who had been on the force for 13 years, has had some experience working with the canine officers, says that responding with the officers, they were especially perplexed by the lack of response when they said a dog was outside the bathroom door. That was confusing because usually when you say, we've got a dog, people are done. They're like, okay, I'm not fighting a dog. (laughs) Uh, The the officer said, the fact that the individual didn't give up to the dog was chilling. (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not a police officer in America. You just have to be insane, don't you? You have to be insane. How long do you think the start to finish of the incident was? Oh... Did they get SWAT to come down? I don't know, three hours? What's the battery life of a rumba? Hey, well, there you are. <laughs> they were fairly efficient. They got it done in 25 minutes. All oh, right, good. <laughs> the article ends with, after sweeping the premises, the perpetrator was nabbed. Later, oh, nice. the room was dusted for prints. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I, suppose that, I suppose it's good to see that the officers are getting some help to clean up the town. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, it's, it sounds like the uh, the attempted burglary was rumbled. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone second. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was JNSNG News. Hey, y'all. Bob here from Bob's English the most well-known English language school in the Tokyo area. Once again, this year we are holding our annual summer camp. Kids can go fishing, hiking, and playing, all while speaking English. Last year we had the lowest number of injuries and accidents yet. Safety is our priority. And the kids will learn loads of English as their education is the most important thing. And of course, they will have fun. 
nothing is more important to us than the kids having fun and coming home in one piece, speaking English. More details at our website. And remember, at Bob's English, you can learn to speak English proper. What were you like when you were at school? Did you get straight as were you a fool? John and Sam want to know They'll feature your story on the show Tales from teachers are welcome too You can send the email from the loo Ring, ring goes the bell Time for school days. John, any uh, school action going on? So weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird phrase. <laughs> do it again. Oh, you're going to keep that in. Well, I could do. <laughs> God, just get on, just get on with it. <laughs> All right. Well, seeing as you did um, last time we did school days, you did three teachers' names, and then you had to pick out which one was false. Uh, that made me kind of reminisce and think about back to my own school day. So I've got the name of three teachers at my school, and um, you have to tell me which one you think was true or which one's false. So the first one was uh, we. I used to have a PE teacher called Mister Divine who. As oh, right. He, uh, his catchphrase was divine by name, divine by nature. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to say like... A little bit creepy. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say like uh, all male PE teachers, but there was rumours about him, you know. <laughs> you know. Right, right. Um, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, well, allegedly. If, <laughs> if he exists. <laughs> um, oh, if he exists, yes, yes. Uh, then the other one was we had a teacher called uh, Licky. So... Her name was Mrs. Uh, well, Licky spelled L-I-C-K-E-Y, but her her nickname was like Licky Licky. And the rumor was that she had a dog that she used to. She was a spinster. <laughs> she used to have a dog that she used to. <laughs> 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 and then, this this is coming straight from the imagination. Your filthy imagination. I, oh. I can already tell this is, must be the fake one. We'll go on, carry on. <laughs> and then we had uh, hard on. Uh, his, his oh real, God! Hang on. His, his real <laughs> we have a late contender. <laughs> well, his, his real name was Harden. H A R D E N. And uh, uh, right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, his yeah. nickname was Harden. Um, so we had Mr. Divine. <laughs> so, sorry, we got Mr. Mr. Divine, Divine. Uh, oh. Licky Licky, or uh, Harden. I'm going Mr. Divine. I'm buying it. I, I think that's a name, and P teachers probably would have a stupid catchphrase like "I'm Divine." Uh, Licky Licky sounds like. You were struggling to come up with a name, uh, a nickname for an imaginary person. So I'm pretty sure that's it. Uh, Mr. Hardon. I, yeah, I can see kids going from hard end to hard on. Yeah, very, very Not easily. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to say that uh, Miss Licky Licky is not a real person. No, she was. It's uh, Hardon. Oh, Licky. Yeah. It was Hardon. Yeah. Oh, you've done well there. That's a good one. <laughs> Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Alright, and now it's time for this episode's burning question Which was, what's the naughtiest thing you did at school and got away with? So has anybody been in touch with us, Sam? <laughs> yeah, this was a popular one um, There was a, a one-word answer was simply <laughs> Drugs <laughs> <laughs> 
um, quite quite obviously from anonymous um there was another guy he said um when he was in the sixth form at school uh he went into the sick the head of sixth form's office and stole some id cards that could uh you could put your own age on and say you were 18 and then he sold them uh to various people in the year (laughs) A, a burglar but uh also aspiring businessman (laughs) <laughs> an entrepreneur uh, anyone get in touch with you yeah so we had a, a guy called sam uh, another namesake of yours uh from on twitter yeah and he said uh him and his friends once and this sounds quite awful really they once let down all the tires in the car park of the teacher's cars oh, and got away with it yeah yeah i mean got away with it obviously as a as a kid that is hilarious but as someone who now has a car i'd be Furious, <laughs> furious, yeah. Especially if they drove yeah. off and then ended up totaling the car and killing themselves. Uh, and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That death is always a bit of a problem. Yeah. How about for you? Yeah, we used to. I mean, smoking, I suppose, was fairly naughty, um, and never got caught for that. Although I, the teacher must have known, but just let us get away with it. Me and my friends used to have a game where we used to put each other's pants from our PE kits like in various places. And me and one of my friends got our other mates kind of like jockstrappy pants and hung them on the projector screen in our classroom. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we never got caught for that. So <laughs> they were clean. They were clean. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Well, actually, I could, the one that sticks in my mind was uh, we went on a geography field trip when we were in the first year of sixth form. So there was only about, I don't know, say 15 or 20 of us. And we went to this kind of research centre. Um, I think it was in the middle of Wales. And <clears throat> there was lots of other schools there. Um, and they were all, basically, we were all having a party, trying to get off with the girls from different schools and all that. And behaviour was absolutely abysmal. And we were all, like... My classmates who were boys, we were all sharing a dorm. And we were all, we'd gone into this room of lads from London and they had some girls in their room and we were all smoking and drinking in there. And somebody put a, you had to put a sock over the fire alarm. And all of a sudden, this guy, I don't know why he did it, one of their friends, he pulled the sock off to try and waft away the smoke. And it wasn't cigarette smoke, by the way. And all of a sudden, the alarm... (laughs) The fire alarm went off. So we all jumped out of our the window and ran back round the corner to our little hut and got into bed. And this place, because it was like in the middle of nowhere, the entire village had to get out of bed. So the fire brigade turned up. You know, obviously they went in, they smelt the smoke. Um, these boys got massive in trouble. I think they all got expelled because obviously it was drugs and um, drinking. Yeah, and, yeah. And so the next day at breakfast, they were absolutely gutted. <laughs> but... <laughs> After the fire brigade had left, we were all in bed laughing because we were quite high. And we thought it was very funny. And one of my friends said, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if the fire alarm went off again? One of my mates went, oh, I'll do it uh, for a bet. How much would you give me? And this one kid who was a year older than us, but he was in our year, he was like, oh, I'll give you 200 quid if you do it. And he went, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, so they shook on it. And he's like, really, are you going to do it? And we were all just dead excited. You know, it's like, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, As a bystander, that is amazing. So it's 200 quid. (laughs) Uh, So we sneaked out the the little hut that we were in and um, he had a cigarette lighter and just went through, went to where the cloakroom was, where everybody had to leave the wellies and stuff. And he just took a cigarette lighter to the the fire alarm. And obviously they, they also work on heat as well as smoke. 
and the yeah, alarm yeah. went off. We all ran. We all ran back into our room. And then the whole village had to get out of bed again. The fire brigade turned up. Uh, the guy who ran the place was absolutely livid. Um, yeah, and, they just, and they couldn't work out. They just thought it was a false alarm. Um, so my friend, you know, he did it, got away with it. Go away with it. Oh, the day after when we got back to uh, our hometown, you know, we all got off the bus and we walked into town and we frog marched the uh, the guy to the bank and he got to 200 the quid cash out. point. Yeah, <laughs> 200 Good quid. on you. Yeah. So obviously, you know, in hindsight, you know, making the fire brigade come out for no reason is highly dangerous and i wouldn't recommend anybody oh, yeah. does that. and it's certainly john and sam in japan the international comedy podcast does not recommend or condone that kind of behavior <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, so the teachers knew our teachers knew we'd done it as well that was a thing because we were so smug and laughing about it they knew that somehow we'd done it <laughs> yeah and now as a teacher myself i just think god what a bunch of horrible little shits <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for this episode's stand-up, and we're lucky to feature one of the greatest, most handsome comedians ever. <laughs> have, have I read that right, Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, true. Sam O'Toole. Good evening, everybody. Yay! Oh, fantastic. I've had a terrible week. It's been a really bad one. I don't know if you guys have been familiar. Recently, there was a, a song came out a couple of months ago. Let's see if you know it. I'm going to sing the first line, and I want you to sing back the second line. Okay? I have a pen. I have an apple. Yeah, that's great. Except... It's been the curse of my life for about two months. I, I work in the school, I'm a teacher, and I like teaching, but the kids have been singing it over and over again. And there's this one boy, he came into class, and he was singing it so much, but the problem was, he only knew the first two lines. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe just how annoying that is. I have a pen, I have an apple, I have a pen. Well remembered. I have a pen. I have an apple. Sexy. I have a pen. I have an apple. Excellent pronunciation. <laughs> so, I have a pen, I have an apple. And this boy was singing it over and over. And I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it. I'm ashamed to say it. And it doesn't happen very often. I lost my temper. And I said to him, stop singing. And he stopped. And he looked at me. And he went. And I said, stop making a noise with your mouth. And he went. And I said, stop making a noise. And he looked at me in silence and I was furious I was furious because I knew he was thinking it uh, I went on holiday 
I had a great time. I uh, I went to the airport. I hate going to the airport. It's stressful. Airport stressful. I always I get to security. I've always forgotten. I've just bought a massive bottle of water. And I think, oh god, it's mineral water. I don't want to throw it away. So do you know what I do? I down it. I'm like, ah, come on, ah, come on. I down that water. It's like five of us standing around the bin. Ah, downing the water. It's like a fundamentalist Christian frat party. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then after that you go through then, uh, the foreigners in the room will know this, you go through the security of this passport, and then you have to fill out that little card. And on one side of the card, it says, embarkation. And on the other side of the card, it says, disembarkation. One means come, and one means go. I've left Japan many times, and I've come back to Japan many times. I still don't know which is which. <laughs> I don't know about you, I just fill in both sides, hand it to the woman, thinking, Take the bit you need, take the bit you need, just take the bit you need. <laughs> then you go through to the shops. I've lived in Japan a long time, I can speak Japanese a little bit, and I don't like it in that bit behind the passport, because they treat you, they treat you like a tourist. <laughs> I said to the woman, my Japanese isn't great, I said, sumimasen, whiskey, you are doko desu ka? She went, it's over there. <laughs> she spoke to me slowly in my own language. <laughs> what happened there? This happened like three, four, or five times. I started losing my temper. I had controlled it a little bit, but I got pushed over the edge when I was buying something and I had the money in my hand and I was looking at it and the woman leaned over the counter and took the money out of my hand. Now, I think, don't think the right word for this is racist, but it's definitely something. I screamed at her. I screamed at her something. I'm not proud of it. I screamed, I'm not one of them. <laughs> but I don't mind flying. I quite like it. So by the time I get to the gate, I feel like I can relax. And I sat down. And I thought, ah, oh, holiday. And across from me was a, a, maybe a granddad and his grandson. His grandson's like seven years old or something like that. And something's going on. The granddad's like nodding at me. He's elbowing the kid. Like, oh, what's going on here? Like a few minutes later, this seven-year-old boy comes up. He comes up to me, and he looks at me, and he says, I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, I've been sat on my tool. Thank you very much. Good night. Thanks very much to Sam O'Toole there. That was, ah, I would like to say, one of the best stand-up performances I've ever heard. Uh... <laughs> also I'd like to say thanks to everyone else who's involved in today's show uh, Matt Perkins uh, Ruben VM but thanks to the listeners as well be nothing without you uh, John what's the burning question for next episode so because uh, we were talking about the, the lady I work with getting the guy's name wrong what is what is, what is the name of something that you've consistently got wrong and then found mm. out that you were wrong yeah yeah that's a good one that's a really good one <laughs> I look forward to hearing the uh, responses for that alright anything else no nope, I think that's all all right, catch, catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. 
Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning question. Send a new story. Preferably something we can find about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.